Hello and welcome to Film Festival Reviews, a place where indie filmmakers and film lovers stop by and listen in on what's going on in the film festival circuit. This is Christina Kotlar, your host, and I got back from Sundance Film Festival the other day after spending a week at Park City where the temperatures hovered in the low 20s and 30s with the full moon overhead a couple of nights with falling snow adding to the ambiance, making the film going experience unlike any other. I really love this one. There are some programs like this one that say, well, while we weren't there, we got the scoop from those that were. Yeah, sure, they could say that and sit at home. However, it's just not the same as being there, is it? And while there were critics saying it wasn't a festival with many films to get excited about, I don't know what that was all about. Probably from the ones that never set foot in the theater but stayed at those house parties. That's a real yawn of a comment. I saw some great films and I look forward to seeing them showing up at other festivals, uh, then onto their next life on the theatrical circuit, hopefully, because that's what you um, ultimately want to happen, and then to extend their film life onto emerging markets in the Emerging Pictures, Emerging Cinema's Digital Cinema Network. One of the best places where I got the scoop was from the uh, volunteers at Sundance. And this was a phenomenal bunch of people you'd ever want to meet. And I want to thank them all for the incredible time and effort they put into this festival. Some of the best inside info was from the ones that manned the shuttle stops. Here, everyone asks the same questions of the drivers, but it was just great when guys like Steve Love I love the name, ask everyone what their destination was, uh, giving them advice how to get there, what films to see. He had his book open, checking things off, you know, the ones that he wanted to see, discussion about what they liked, what they didn't, and everybody had a different uh, film that they talked about. I mean, there were 120 films here, and it was just just impossible to see them all. I, we didn't even want to try. I think I saw maybe, oh... I think I, I got close to 20, and that was seeing three, four films a day, and uh, I was running. I was just running from 8.30 in the morning until, you know, I did catch a couple of midnight shows. Uh, if you want to know who won the awards, uh, check out the Sundance website and see it happening from last Saturday night where William H. Macy, who starred in The Deal, it's actually pretty funny at 8.30 in the morning, who uh, emceed in a cowboy outfit. Um, there were some comments about that. Anyway, Felicity Huffman was present there also since she was in Phoebe in Wonderland, which I liked well enough. Um, I loved Ellen Kuras's Nerakun, The Betrayal, as did the audience, which gave her a standing ovation at the premiere. We tried to catch up a day after, but she was very, very busy with meetings and press conferences. So we decided to make another attempt when she gets back to New York and we can talk more about her festival strategy. I think uh, the next one that she was planning on is New Directors, New Films that's coming up in New York. The Visitor was excellent. 
Tom McCarthy, director of Station Agent. His cast and crew came in for the Q&A after the 8.30 screening. And I liked August, a film that my friend Andre Parekh uh, shot. He, I think the title should have been August.com. This is about that dot-com bubble burst in 2001. But Andre was also the cinematographer for... Uh, the film Sugar, the Ryan Fleck and Anne Bowden's follow-up to Half Nelson. I was also in the audience for August during the Q&A when that idiot guy asked Josh Hartnett how he felt about the death of Heath Ledger, announced the day before. Well, the audience booed this idiot. Uh, how How's anyone supposed to feel if, you know, you knew him or you worked with him? I, I liked his work. I liked... Um, one of my favorite shows was Roar that starred a very young Heath and a very young Vera Farmiga. Uh, it's a sad time for Heath Ledger's family and friends and uh, my heart goes out to them. And otherwise, um, there are other films I liked a lot. Um, the Order of Myths, a wonderful documentary, the shorts programs with a couple of very funny topics one on insect sexual behavior produced and starring Isabella Rossellini and um, while attending a reception by the Mountain States Film Commission I met producers Chip Horahan and Heather Ray of Frozen River who convinced me to show up for another 8.30 in the morning film. I was not disappointed. I, I was just floored with Frozen River starring Melissa Leo and Misty Upham. They were outstanding actors in this film about gut-twisting choices made by two desperate women in their everyday lives of survival. I can relate as I'm sure many women can see a little of themselves in these characters. I'm sure I'll be catching up with Melissa Leo about this and uh, we're trying to uh, set up a time schedule so we can have a conversation about this incredible win for them. They won the dramatic competition. Also at this reception, I met Stephen Shore, a longtime professional in the film business, who's been around as a screener, filmmaker, Universal Studio executive. He has some great insight in what a filmmaker should look for in a film festival before spending the entry fee. A festival that's going to pay off with a prize and will consider you for an Oscar nomination. So, you follow the formula. That's cash, recognition, and a festival that will take care of the filmmaker. He also describes how to avoid the pitfalls and mistakes filmmakers seem to keep making over and over again. So listen in on what Steve has to say about having an agenda when you come to any of these festivals. Enjoy the show. Different ways of looking at it. There, you know, a few years ago before Canada, you know, fell apart really with shooting, you know, only because of the dollar. People like Idaho would say, you know, we're here for the, we're focusing on the independent filmmaker. You know, we're not looking at the big film. We can't compete with Canon and stuff like that. It's like, well, you can, you know, it's promote, promote, promote. The funny thing about me is, because people think, well, is this guy full of shit or what? I know half the film commissioners. Film commissioners are gold if you're trying to make your film. 
you know They'll, they will help budget your film they can tell you about the your 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 script and your budget have to go through them and they're going to be able to bring down costs or you know show you the available incentives and coming from Columbia TriStar that's that's how they know me I mean I had a cachet at one time when I was a studio guy so you know not so much with festivals because you're just a studio guy but with the film commissioners it was great well, we were talking yesterday we were at um that was the Montana Film Festival. Um, no, no it was Montana called Film the West, film which, the West, which is a group of film commissioners that band together to have an event here, not a blowout party or anything like that, but to promote the incentives that they have. Um, Montana, Idaho, as I'm getting at Wyoming, and... In the past, it's been North Carolina, but I think it's just really um, the Montana, uh, Idaho, and Wyoming now. And they all have, they're, they're similar yet different in what they can offer. Um, Montana's probably the strongest of them all, and I know them a little bit better, only because I've been up with Hatchfest. Um, I'm looking forward. Tell me a little bit about Hatch. Just describe it. Okay, well, Hatch is, yeah, it's, it's, an inter it's an interesting creative idea. It's a multimedia festival, and it's also a uh, mentorship festival. So the multimedia is film, music, journalism, writing, photography, architecture, and fashion. They, I don't know if they bit off a little more than they can chew, but they were uh, well-funded in their first few years, and they, you know, as with most festivals, you have to start reaching out nationally and, and sponsorships, and that's the main thing with festivals. And they're, they're in a reworking right now, but they, they had a nice festival this past year. I think it might have been truncated by a day. Um, they didn't have, uh, you know, juggling flamethrowers this year, but uh, the festival still came off well without it. On the mentorship uh, side of it, they have 10 shorts filmmakers that are accepted from various universities around the, the world. And they are here, they're showing them in a special shorts program, aside from the shorts program that they have at the festival. And um, the winners get uh, not only cash prizes, uh, but a wonderful, huge award. And during their time there, they get to sit in uh, all the panels with the good industry that comes, which is studio executives, uh, producers, directors, cinematographers, you know, people like Vilmos Zygmunt, like an executive vice president of a studio. And uh, they get to network with them not only in panels, but at the receptions. And you get to know it. And, you, you know, as an indie filmmaker, you can meet people um, and have a brief conversation, but here these guys will give you their time. And they're there for the five days, so you can uh, you get get every question you need answered. What would make it a good film festival for a first time filmmaker to go to? Which okay. Well there's there's so many film festivals. A lot of them should not exist. There's a lot of ideas of creating a film festival for your community as a cultural thing to, to you know, hey let's have a film festival and they don't know what they're doing. And there's a lot, I've, I know a few of them, I've actually been to a few of them, I've actually had product in a couple of them. Um, and they're just a waste of time for the filmmaker. It's hard enough for a filmmaker to make his product. I don't know how some of these guys, being a screener and watching, you know, hundreds of submissions, how some of these guys can even afford the fifty, hundred dollars at each festival that they go to, and yet choose some of these obscure ones 
that will take your money and not offer you anything. So as a filmmaker, number one, you want to show your film. You do want to be exposed. Choose the market that your film is going to show in. If you've made a dark urban short, let's say, don't submit to the Heartland Film Festival. Not, there's nothing wrong with the Heartland Film Festival, but they look for a certain type of film. Probably not going to play very well at certain festivals. Now, New York Urban, yeah, you're going to fit well there. And so you have to judge it. Getting exposure is one thing. Hey, look for the one that has the prize. My, if you are confident that you've made a short that can win in competition, then submit to any festivals that pay off. Also, you want to be at a film festival first and foremost that will qualify you for an Oscar consideration. There's ways you can get around that as a filmmaker, but you might as well be at a film festival. If you win that, you're automatically uh, considered with a lot of others, but it's a short list at least. So you want the cash, you want the recognition. Now you want a film festival that's going to take care of the filmmaker. Being with the, like screening for 10 years for AFI Fest, you know, they took care of the filmmaker. They had the Kodak Connect program. They kept the filmmakers busy. I love going to a film festival where they keep us busy. With the opportunity to watch as many films as possible, that's one thing. But to go to receptions and network and meet other industry people, as a guy that does a lot of panels and juries, I love meeting fellow panels and juries, fellow VIPs that, that um, you know, hey, I always liked your work, you know, maybe we can collaborate or, and it's what I get out of these, you know, doing these festivals all over the place. So, yeah, the networking is, is key. How do you compare the networking going on here at Sundance? It's, it's funny how people play it. I, I see a lot of filmmakers that fall into some typical pitfalls of being a filmmaker. I used to be a uh, casting assistant. And so I talked to actors, and it's like, you're, you're in an acting class, right? And they'd say, yes. And you have your friends in your class, yes. Lose them. You know, because it's one thing for a lot of people to feed on hope and the possibility of success and stardom. It's another to get the job and to w just be a steadily working actor in town, steadily working filmmaker. Here, a lot of slam dance people hang around with slam dance people. They, they might even look down on big Hollywood. You have the opportunity to meet people. We have a programming associate that was staying at our house, and he's you know graduated film school, wants to be a director. And um, I said, look at, you know, and he, he was been in a lot of movies, so he hasn't been you know getting the invites to parties and stuff. And I'm saying, and you're on the buses, right? Say hello to the person on either side of you. Talk to them. I have met stars. I have met acquisitions executives, I've met producers, I've met everybody on a bus. When you're in the theater, say hello to the people next to you. I have met the same type of people and I've been blown away, you know, agents, things like that. In Toronto, same thing. They're on the street, they're around Cannes, same thing. And the executives that you meet here on the street are ones you probably are not going to be able to get in the gate at the studio to meet, but you have a foothold here. Not so much as Sundance, but I say that you know you meet people in Cannes, you met, you've met a contact for life. But then again, I know shorts makers that get in, you know, you can buy your way into the shorts film corner in, in Cannes. They don't have the power to get anywhere. They, people will be able to read you that that's not it. But if you're able to get into the good parties and you're able to socialize properly, you can make some great contacts. Here, you can do the same thing. 
but there's a lot of you know fr frauds on the street here and it's one of the things that upsets me because I'm connected in a, a multi-tier fashion and um, so if I'm at a film commissioner's party like the film the West you know I belong there or I have the friends there I don't like crashing parties so you know I make sure I have those invites and the, you see filmmakers that you know say that they're a composer or whatever and it's like well or a director that says he's a director. I don't see you as a director. I see you as a party crasher, you know? And just like in Hollywood, if you go up for parties every weekend, I go up rarely, but when I do and I see the same people, I know that they're working it every day. It doesn't help them. And in fact, it can hurt them. Actresses running around that they're, they act in a short here and there. Is that, I mean, if they're struggling, yes, but they seem to make time to come to Sundance or even can. You have to have an agenda when you come to any of these festivals. And uh, if you don't, then you're just going to be in a frat house and partying and trying to make it. The one positive thing on Sundance is I love being here because I bump into people on the street. I've had you know, spot on-the-spot meetings with people or, hey, let's catch up back in Los Angeles just by walking down the street from one venue to the next. So that's the one thing I like about this place. I've hardly even been. I went over to headquarters once. I, I don't hang out in the, the, you know, the Kimball Arts Center or, or the Sundance places. You know, I'm out here with the corporate. I'm out here with the people. And I was at a, a you know, one of the, the Fred Siegel restaurant, the MySpace restaurant. You know, and there's you know like Woody Harrelson, and we used to be on an environmental board together. So we got to catch up. I'm in a, a lounge, and there's Barry Levinson. I used to oversee his term deal at TriStar. So you know, you catch up, and Mark Johnson at the Variety Party. You know, Barry's old partner, old so you know friend, catch up. Yeah, and that's the great thing about Sundance. It's, it is like it is a it is a convention, and you get to meet people. And with someone like me, you know, the convention moves to Berlin in a couple of weeks. Now, I'm not going to Berlin this year. I, you know, I'll be in Cannes. But you know, I people are saying, well, why are you getting off the merry-go-round? It's like, well, I'm trying to make my movie, and I'm speaking in three panels at three festivals before can alone, you know. Festivals are you going to be I'm uh, doing Cinequest. Let's see, Cinequest, Sonoma, I'm on a jury in a panel. We talked about that yesterday. I love Sonoma Valley Film Festival. It's a wonderful little festival. You're steeped in history. They treat their filmmakers really well. And for a festival that is, you know, a smaller festival, they do a great job. And, you know, it's one of the things where you, a, a filmmaker will feel proud to be there. There's, other, there's a rival film festival up in the area there. I, it's trash. So you have to know that. I sponsored Mill Valley up there for four years. That is a wonderful festival. I think it's on 30 or 31st year coming up. And uh, the gentleman who runs it just is the best programmer in the world. You know, and I put my money where my mouth is. I think that was the other thing that we were talking about. What makes a good programmer? I, I do it on a different way. They, they used to call me the, you know, the most discerning programmer, you know, because I don't need to accept trash. I don't want to accept something that might be iffy. I want to fill the seats. I mean, the bottom line, just like being a producer, being a studio executive, what is going to fill the seats? Studio can say, hey, we throw, you know, um, Adam Sandler in a movie. It'll sucker the public however you want to do it in a cheesy movie. but. When, you, when you're a programmer and you see a movie that 
That is going to be good for this audience at AFI Fest. Have to look at it a little differently when I'm, you know, doing Jackson Hole now. But I'll know. I can tell. Um, I've been raving about a, a smaller regional documentary that would fit well with with Jackson Hole. You know about. Um, uh, you know, these schools that are losing their students and the teams are getting smaller and they have to merge and, and you know, it, it's Montana and that's where it was made, but it would play well in Idaho because they have the same, I mean Wyoming, because they have the same problems of, of disappearing towns. So you, you just kind of readjust and I'll, I'll recommend films to one festival and not to another. So filling the seats is one thing. Entertainment value. Is it a special film that your audience in whatever town is going to really love? It doesn't have to be a movie that is going to be in the theaters in two weeks. I hate that. I hate that about this festival that will have a movie that the studios are able to run through here to get the Sundance seal of approval. Toronto does the same thing. The movie is out in two weeks, good or bad. It's not right. It just takes up a spot of a film that doesn't get in. So um, the, the films that, that go to festivals are the ones that innovative. They might not be, get picked up commercially, but they made a, a damn good effort. Okay. Well, where are you off to today? Well, I just, uh, I just came from a um, meeting with... Uh, uh, film small festival in Florida, the Del Rey uh, Film Festival. It is in April, and uh, April or May. It's somewhere right in that period. They're readjusting because they they don't want to overlap with Passover, and uh, they're they're after Newport Beach. He was telling me because they're kind of like not sister festivals, but they work together. I told him if you're going to you know be in in the May period, don't overlap with Cannes because you're just going to lose a certain constituency and the possibility of getting films from some of the bigger companies because they're not going to want to deal with the festival at that time. So if you give it a week or so between these big markets, you can be going well. So, um, you know, that was a very nice meeting. They're going in their third year. They seem to get a lot of good films and it's just, you know, building an audience. It takes a few years. I find that it takes the fourth year or the fifth year that really makes or break the festival. Yeah. And where they really decide what, what their identity is going to be and what path they're going to take. Yeah. That's you need there's some of the cornerstones of doing a festival. I mean, people think that they get in and it's some, some sort of money maker. You know, it's it's not. You know, you have to your constituency, your local residents. Are they happy with the films that are coming through? Are they going to support it? Mill Valley as an example, is one where they come out in droves, sell out audiences every day. They're seeing good films. They're not upset at the festival because they're being shown movies that are offensive or that insult their intelligence. They, you know, have uh, for the filmmaker and the constituency, you know, a coffee lounge so people can talk and, you know, hors d'oeuvres and things like that, a, a, um, a, a filmmaker lounge, party here and there, you know, a couple a night. This keeps everybody going. So, you know, good films, treating the filmmaker right, and treating the constituency right, you know. And once you get that and you're able to get sponsors that know that they're getting something out of it too, that they're being treated right, that makes a fully encompassing film festival, in my opinion. And, you know, there's local film festivals, there's regional film festivals, there's national film festivals. You know, I've had the luck to be with, you know, something the size of AFI Fest, and and know the respect you get around the world. And, you know, Jackson Hole 
is a regional film festival. It's getting a, I mean, it has a good reputation. And some of the smaller ones, they're not going to grow out of what they are. And if they think they are, it's only going to hurt them. And sometimes it's, it's uh, location-based. There's only one theater in town. And, you know, you can only use another, you know, warehouse space or something like that. The festival can't grow outside of that. But if you can maintain quality, then there'll be nice festivals. Thank you so much. No, it's a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time here because you're a busy guy. Yeah, no problem at all. Okay. Thank you. I hope I'm going to run into, uh, into you I can. Uh, you will. On the street. There you go. You know, and maybe some other film festivals. Uh, when is the Jackson Hole coming up? Jackson Hole's in June. In June? Yeah. Absolutely. I'll um, put that on my calendar. Okay. All right, thanks. Thank you. This guy knows his stuff and is really nice of him taking the time to hang out with me and making the most of how to festival your film. Hey, maybe one of these days I'll be in a position making recommendations to filmmakers and film festivals. That's my agenda and, and that's what I'm all about here at FilmFestivalReviews.com. I'm working on getting a couple more conversations in before moving on to the next festival, so I'll let you know when that's done. In the meantime, I'm settling back into the daily routine, but ultimately what I learned at this festival, a midnight screening is the best way to end the last day at Sundance. Talk to everyone, especially on buses and in the theaters, when someone sits next to you, because you never know who that person might be, and they might buy you a hot chocolate. Thanks for listening.